This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thank you to Feels for sponsoring this episode of our show. Thank you, Feels. Jake, I don't know if you experience stress or anxiety or chronic pain or anything like that. I experience all those things, and I experience them acutely and a lot. Well, CBD will help, and Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Okay, okay. That's that's good. I need that. Uh, they naturally help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. They even sent us some Feels, and I gotta say, I did feel more relaxed after taking it. Oh, good for you. You place a few drops of Feels under your tongue, and you feel the difference within minutes. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers free mm-hmm. CBD hotline help to guide your personal experience. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. That's nice. But there's nothing to be scared about. I'm a noob, and I took it, and I enjoyed it. So you can join the Feels community to get your Feels delivered directly to your door every month and save money off every order. You can pause or cancel any time. Huge. Feels has me feeling my best every day, so you can become a member today by going to feels.com slash if I were you to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. 50%? 50%? That's half off, baby. Half off. Yeah, it's at least half off. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash if I were you to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Check it out. Thank you, feels. Best intro song ever? <laughs> you know, it's actually based on a real song. Really? It's based on one of my favorite songs. Hey, Jealousy. Love it. By the Gin Blossoms. Yeah, dude. If yeah. we could get one more, I'd really like it. If What's the other Gin Blossoms song? Uh, I don't uh, know. Whispers at the bus stop. Oh, yeah. I heard about, not found out about you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, can you do that one too, dude? Uh, Who is this guy? This guy's name is, uh, I don't know. It just came from somebody named Stop the Rock. And he says, you and your listeners can feel free to add me on Steam. Of course. And his name is I Filthy Casual on Steam. What is Steam? I think it's a video game thing. All Steam. Right. Dude, can you do it? Oh, I love this. I love this song so much. I didn't know hey, I didn't know the Gin Blossoms were so good that they had two good songs. Uh they have three. There's that other one too. Anywhere you go. Oh damn. I'll follow <laughs> you down. Yeah, Jeez. They're great. Yeah. Great great band. Um our pilot wasn't picked up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You're going to tell me like that? <laughs> uh, our, our, t- 
It just dropped the news. Not even a buildup. Not even like, hey, you guys, so uh, we found out about the pilot. Right. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your parents are dead. <laughs> we had to tear the Band-Aid. Yeah. Um, that's true. Mm-mm-mm. Where do uh, we start? So what? What wait, is this? What? It's an advice show. <laughs> <laughs> Just glossing right over it. What do we? Well, first of all, we should say that we're not joking. Yeah, no, that's true. Our pilot was not picked up by True TV. They so, decided uh, not to pick up the pilot that we made. Yeah, we shot it in August, and it, I guess. Just to backtrack a little bit, you write a script. They say, great, shoot it. They said, True TV told us to shoot it. We shot it. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. We edited it. took a, mo- a month to put it together. We put we made an episode that we were very proud of that we thought looked great. Yep. And then for reasons, um, you know, I guess it's a TV. TV is a business. Sure. And they thought they wouldn't make money on our TV show. Well, who's to say, you know, what goes into the decision? That's, you know, that's left to to us to wonder forever. Sure. They'll, it's, it's one, their opinion on the show. Two, how focus group testing does. They show it to random people and, and gauge you know what, their like results. Maybe like who knows what's going on inside the offices of True TV, like what their budgetary constraints are and what yeah. kind of shows they're looking for and right. what, like the, what's happening in the marketplace of every other network. You know, like a million things but all that all that we could say is fuck them no (laughs) whoa 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 i'm just kidding Uh, (laughs) well what how did you feel when you first we've here's the thing we found out two months ago but we weren't supposed to tell anybody i think the worst part was probably just like talking to people like fans over the last two months be like when are we going to hear about the tv show we're like doing interviews with like random student newspapers yeah like uh what what about the tv show like we're hey fingers are crossed like the entire time i knew that we were yeah and they're like oh it's definitely gonna happen i'm like yeah it's definitely gonna happen and like all the questions about the pilot like yeah it was the best experience of my life (laughs) meanwhile i knew that it was not moving forward uh it's it felt so like we're all so optimistic and positive when we shot it and then we put it together and then showed it to some people and everyone was like so i had no i didn't even have a a space in my brain for the fact that it wouldn't get picked up yeah i do i just remember being on set like everybody like the hair and makeup people the gaffers everyone's like we just have such a good feeling about the show like please like you guys are definitely gonna get picked up yeah bring me back like we're this is the team this is a it felt like a it felt like summer camp. We just, yeah. I, I mean, like even our showrunners were like, it never goes this smoothly. You know, it like never, it's never this much fun. This yeah. is a, it was like everybody's favorite experience uh, on a set. And it was our first time. And it was, so it's like a dream come true. Not to mention the cast. We were just getting very close with like the other people in the show. Yeah. I mean, Rick Fox is on our, on the set of our pilot. Uh-huh. I, I had my 30th birthday that week. Right. Was like everything was just like going like, this is going so great. It was lovely. Yeah. Alan Havy, for, who was on Mad Men, uh, Betsy Sidaro, super funny. Just like an incredible cast of people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. I thought I was over it. Now we're just talking about. It. I'm getting sad again. Yeah, no, yeah. it's really sad. And uh, then we, it's I equate it to like just sprinting and having fun, like jogging, having a great time. And then when we found out that they were like, no, I was like, it like I hit a wall and you didn't see it. Right. Like I hit a pole. And I was like. Yeah, it was almost like going on. I I feel like it, it felt like going on vacation or something, and being like that was amazing. Like now we just take some time off, and hey, we're all going to be back here again. We'll like do this with each other, and then instead of like going on a second vacation, they're like 
All your friends are dead. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're dead. We had They're so much gone. fun together. Yeah, everyone liked it. I had. I thought it was good. I thought it was great. And we have. We have all these fans that would love to watch it. Why don't you want to put it on? Yeah, that's the other. That's almost like the second layer of sadness, which is. <laughs> this is such a depressing beginning of the podcast. Uh, we're like. I was sad for myself when we found out because it was like such a fun experience and I wanted to keep on writing it. But like to disappoint all of our fans and be like, this now Jake and Amir is actually over. Right. There's uh, no more there's no more Jake and Amir ever. That's correct. The end of the end of that chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh because ending it for college humor was bittersweet, but we we're like, well, we sell the pilot, so there's these but, characters are not gone. There's a glimmer of hope. Right. Uh and now that <laughs> now the hope is dashed. <laughs> And then, like you said, it's sad to tell your friends. They're like, because everybody was always asking, "Hey, are you going to find out soon? You think you're yeah. going to find out?" Like, yeah, you know, we know we're optimistic, we're positive, everyone's saying good things. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, mommy, daddy, they said no to us. Yeah, telling my parents was really hard. I think it was harder to tell my family than friends because all of our friends are sort of in this industry. Yeah, they and they know. know what it means to like. Oh, you guys like you guys shot your pilot and like you know you're gonna move on to the next project and it's all gonna be fine. But like my family, they're like, this is your TV show, and if it doesn't go, then you fail and you have to move home or something. Right? They're like, wait, so what now? Like they didn't like it. It wasn't good. It's like no, it was good. It was just that there was also other factors in it. Oh, sometimes. Why? Well, ah, oh, geez, I'm sorry. Oh, what are you gonna do? There's nothing now. You're like screwed, huh? Like, <laughs> no, we'll still go. We we'll get like meetings and we'll write and we have a pot. Like that was the other. Like oh, what are you gonna do? Like oh, we're focused on the podcast. <laughs> No matter how popular a podcast you have, it's not a good sentence to say, I'm just focused on my podcast right now. Yeah. And we also, I also feel, I hope that our fans aren't, I I mean, I guess I understand that they'll be disappointed. I just don't want them to be upset or feel like uh, we shortchange them. We do appreciate, like, the only reason we got this far, or one of the main reasons we got this far, is because of our built-in fan base. Yeah. Well, that's, this... That's our show is on a very interesting trajectory because I don't even know how much we like told people like it moved to True TV, but that's because it actually died at TBS. Like remember the whole green light Jake and Amir hashtag? Yeah, TBS didn't necessarily pay attention to that as much as we wanted them to. Right? They, I mean, they definitely registered, but they like it didn't help us. And then, but what did? Or help? no, it did help us, but not in this. All right, so True, so TBS passed on our script. Yeah, uh, and. And then when that happens, usually that's it for everybody. But because of the green light Jake and Amir movement, that was what True TV like responded to, and they were like, "These guys have this built-in fan base, right. so we're going to give them a shot." So the only reason we got to film our pilot is because of the fans, right? So you guys took us so far, and we were hoping to be able to, you know, once we're on the one yard line, we're you like, "You threw us we, the alley oop, <laughs> and, and we smashed it against the rim." We got this. I'm a goal line back, and we were stuffed three times, and then <laughs> missed a field goal. And we're like, "Oh shit! Sorry about that." It's like when a kicker misses a last second field goal, and he like walks around and looks at all like the real football players, like, "Ah, oh, fellas, you know how it goes. We'll get them next time." It's like, "Yeah, I'm actually a fucking superstar athlete. I made some pretty insane catches. You're five foot nine, 130 pounds, and you missed <laughs> okay, a kick. A lot of pressure on the kicker. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, guys, there's a lot of pressure on us, and we did do our best job, and we did. We are proud of what we wrote, and we are proud of what we shot, and we think it looks really good, and we are still really happy with it." 
unfortunately, as uh, as it goes sometimes, some of the funniest people and some of the funniest pilots don't end up going because of there's so many like outside factors. This is me talking to myself right. late at night after <laughs> I was like bummed and depressed about it. It's like, it's okay. Sometimes my friend wrote me an email. He's like, listen, all every like buddy that you like in Hollywood, all the funniest people like Tina Fey and all these people, uh, Amy Poehler all had pilots that didn't go. Yeah. Like that's how it works. You don't you don't shoot one shot and you're like, well, that's my career. I missed one shot. Right. It's like, yeah, you have that. You write a script and that doesn't go. Then you write and they shoot a pile and that doesn't go. And you do that two or three times and then one does happen. And then you can either even have a show on TV that nobody watches. Some people have shows for a season and then they go away and you're like, what happened? You're like, oh, my show was on TV and they're like, oh, I don't really remember that. And you can have shows that are like super popular. Like Steve Levitan had Modern Families, like the number one show, and he pitched another show, went to pilot, and that didn't get picked up. Right. You wouldn't pick up a Steve Levitan show. <laughs> yeah, he's already he's, proven himself, sir. He has the best show on TV. <laughs> um, I, but that's sort of the business that we've uh, chosen for ourselves. It's hard, but you know, it'd be harder is doing literally any other occupation. Yeah, like being a teacher. Yeah, that would be really difficult, right? You don't have to deal with the stresses of having shows being picked up and not, and decisions being made out of your control, but. Um, you do have to teach children for every day and like nine your months day out of the like year. Seven. Yeah. yeah, that's really hard too. Like lesson plans and stuff. Or like uh, being a doctor, stakes are pretty high there. So silver linings. Um, one. Uh, well, this is like we said. We found out several months ago. So we've been through all the level stages of grief. First, we were shocked. Then we were mad, and we we're like, "Wait, why? Why didn't True pick up our show? Our show was so good. Our 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 web series got more views than their TV shows." Yeah. And then I was like, "You know what? True TV gave us the opportunity to begin with, so I can't be mad at somebody giving me a shot and then it didn't happen." Right. And then I'd be like, "How dare you guys not give us two shots?" <laughs> yeah, still the how dare they? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and silver linings. One, whenever stuff like this happens, uh, I like to imagine like three years from now being like, oh my God, that was actually the best thing that ever happened to us because that allowed us to do X, Y, and Z. Right. It's hard to think about X, Y, and Z right now because yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Because, we, yeah, we're, we're still on uh, W. Yeah, <laughs> we're still on W, X, Y, and Z. So W didn't go, but then... I want I want to hopefully get to a place where it's like okay now that we have free time now that what have we learned now we have free uh, uh, resources and effort uh, yeah. at our disposal let's create more let's see what we can do after Jake and Amir that was eight nine ten years of our lives right we learned a ton now maybe uh, we can start doing something else maybe if if Jake and Amir didn't exist. Or I shouldn't say that, but with Jake and Amir in our rearview mirror, what what can we create that's new based on what we've learned so yeah. far? This is a, this is us like bombing a pitch meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, it's two cactuses and it's stop motion, <laughs> and one's a doofus, the other's sarcastic. Uh, and we do have ideas. We have a lot of things percolating that we are excited about. We're yeah, just... I mean, even when we were making Jake and Amir, we were still like developing other ideas. And Jake and Amir just always had first position because it had been, uh, like, on the docket the longest. Yeah. And, like, we had been meeting with these networks and stuff about it. But there were there were always other ideas. And um, now we have the time to put, you know, energy, effort, and resources to creating other ideas. So hopefully you guys hear more about those soon. Um, and I don't know. 
uh, we still love the internet and like TV is really fun because when you get a TV show, it, it still has a lot of clout. Like, oh, I'm I've, I'm on television. Yeah, but the internet still excites us because one, we have like complete control over like what we make. Like our podcast gets listened to more to- more than some TV shows. Right, but. And for no, whatever. we don't have to give it to anybody for notes. Right. <laughs> notes are fun, but difficult at the same time. But it does kind of feel like for eight years, we were pushing a rock up a hill. And then like at the last second, we let go and it fell all the way back down. We're like, shit, God right. damn it. It took us so long to create that. And now it's at the bottom of a fucking hill. Yeah. But hopefully it's more like the rock fell forward down a hill. So it didn't go all the way back right. we down. We got it to the top of the... I feel like we got it to the top of the hill, and then we pushed it down. Like, we let Forward. it go yeah. to see where it would end up, uh-huh. and then, like, it fell into the ocean and sunk to the bottom. Uh-huh. And we were like, oh, <laughs> that's not coming back. No. But you know what? We trusted the universe, and, and the rock didn't necessarily <laughs> fall into, like... Uh, I don't know where the rock was ideally going to go and like why you really push a rock up a hill to begin with. Of course. It was more of a metaphor than anything else. But like, is there, was Sisyphus ever like, why do I have to? Well, that's, I guess, and we're talking philosophically about why do we do anything? Um, At the end of the day, it's just about, yeah, cash. Cash. Absolutely want cash for that. And change is God. (coughs) Oh, mercy. (coughs) Oh my God, I'm crying. I'm dying, which is like crying, but even worse if you can imagine. Uh, so that's that's the sort of full story. Frequently asked questions: Can we see the pilot? Uh, another sad answer. It's it appears as if since True paid for it, they own it, so we can't release it. Yeah, we've asked. We made this show for them, and they took it, and they can do with it whatever they wish. It'd be cool if they released it. Sure, we can ask again. Sure. But it's not necessarily up to us. But like a like a lover that's been broken up with, I feel like the only way to truly get over it is to sink our teeth into something new. Yes. And which is why we got the podcast network. Right. We've got um <clears throat> um Oh shit. Fuck my ass. <laughs> uh and that's the goal right now is to create other stuff to occupy our creative talents yeah. and Abilities. I think we're still we still got the same sensibilities. We're still we still find each other funny. I don't want to say we're still funny. Yeah. I'm still funny <laughs> to me. It's like the saddest thing to say into the mirror. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually funny. still funny. Uh and then, oh, what was I going to say? Oh right. Um another silver lining is that god damn it, it was just in my brain. What were you saying? We're still funny. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Not want to say funny. we're still um, funny. We have the same sensibilities. Uh-huh. We don't. We're going to create something. Yeah, that's create like something Jake and Amir, new. but not Jake and. Oh Amir. yeah. Uh, another silver lining is the fact that I really like the way the Jake and Amir uh, web series ended. So mm-hmm. the fact that there's no TV show, it gives it a clean and definite definite ending. Whereas, like, if that was the ending of the web series, and then there was also, like, a TV show that lasted eight episodes, right. it would have been kind of murky. Yeah, that's true. So I like, like, Jake and Amir is now a self-contained online volume, which is sort of uh, how it started, and then I feel like it's an appropriate ending for it. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, rather than, like, having it go on to do some other kind of mediums, I feel like... It like ex- say by the bell the college years yeah just had or like Zach the entourage movie 
Right. Yeah. Well, like, that was dope. Well, the, yeah, obviously the you entourage. You understand, <laughs> Turtle is like <laughs> rich. He's so rich. Uh, but now it's about like, if that was our office, what's our extras? What's next? And that's what we're most excited about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, most people's favorite comedians don't just do one thing forever and that's it. Hopefully, yeah, we can do what is what's our curb your enthusiasm? Yeah. Larry David made a great show. And then we're comparing that's right, we're comparing Jake and Amir to Seinfeld. Yeah. In terms and ourselves of it, to Larry David. In terms of it being good and internationally renowned. But it's yeah, what's what's now? If Jake and Amir was our twenties, we're excited about what our thirties. And um this podcast is actually giving us a ton of ideas just because like yeah. I feel like we're constantly raking in uh, psyches of 15 to 35 year olds and their biggest insecurities and their biggest yeah. questions and their biggest concerns. These emails are just like a case study on millennials in general. Right. So it's, it's definitely, it's giving us a lot of fodder for sure. Yeah. And uh, that's what I'm most excited about is turning our uh, new um, time uh, to create something like Jake and Amir, but completely different. And I might be a carpenter's apprentice. What's that? I've always been interested in woodworking, and comedy's not panning out. <laughs> so I might be into, like, building porches and gondolas. <laughs> gondolas? Yeah, dude. So you're actually... talking about, like, a wooden floor or, like, a, a giant cable car? Yeah, a gondola, <laughs> a porch, a gazebo. Just some sort two of... Two of those three make sense, but the gondola feels so... <laughs> like a, a marvel Maybe of a modern technology. Maybe a is the same thing as a gazebo in my head. I see. So in your mind, a gondola was just a wooden little birdhouse. This is why I need birdhouse. the fucking apprenticeship, dude. So I can learn. <laughs> I think I can, I can probably help you out, at least with the definitions part. A gondola, yeah, is not yeah. what I want to make. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, uh, just to start things out, I used to do comedy. A gondola is not what I want to make. <laughs> and just know that I'm interested in woodworking. <laughs> Can I see your saw, man? Jeez, um, Louise. All right. You want to answer a question? Or... Um, Should we take a break? Like that, That'll cleanse us. Yeah, let's take a nice little break. It's a little early, but we'll take a break. Thank a few more people. We'll come back. We'll answer some real fucking questions. Yeah, dude. And honestly, you guys... Don't give up on us, because, like, this is when we need you the most. Like, Christ. Holy shit, everyone's leaving. It's so weird. Now, I, it's, it, it, we have processed it. Now I have to fucking rethink about the dumbass pilot. Well, <laughs> well, for the listeners and our fans, uh, this is the first time they're hearing about it. Remember how we felt for the first half hour, just, like, dazed? Yeah. Like, we were confused and sad and angry. It's such a weird feeling, just be like... I have I they didn't pick it up. What all, are you talking about? All those calls all day. Yeah, was, we worked so hard for years on this thing. Why would they not give us a chance to make about? it? Was it not good to them? Did they not like it? Is it not good? Did we just lie to ourselves? I think it was good, but then again, every time someone makes a pilot whether it's good or bad, everyone says this is good. good. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone's quote unquote optimistic because that's what you have to be. You have to be happy and positive. Maybe in a couple of years we'll like meet some true TV executives at some like event and we'll all be drunk and like we'll be successful with something else. Right. And we'll be like so tell us the truth about Jake and Amir. Like, obviously, it doesn't matter now. We've got the number one show on NBC. <laughs> Friends, too. Uh, yeah.
Let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Yes, you know I love Helix. Jake, you have a Helix mattress. I sleep on one every night. Yes, that's true. How is that for a vote of confidence slash approval? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love my Helix. So you know already that Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Yes, I took the quiz. I took it with my wife because they can they can blend the two sides of the mattress so she can have a soft and I can have a firm. Oh, very nice. Now that's the goat. I remember you guys yes. got into a huge fight while taking the test, right? It was, yeah, it was a blow up. It was a blow up fight, but we were going through other shit. <laughs> we had other shit. Helix Sleep was... It wasn't just Yeah, that. okay. It was a Awarded the number one best overall mattress uh, pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired. So it's not just us. Cool. GQ and Wired likes them too. Yeah, and I'm happy to get into the details of the fight so people can win. It doesn't matter. Who's, who's yeah, right that, that part okay. doesn't matter. All right, sure. You just go to Helix. Yeah, no. yeah just go to helixsleep.com slash if I were you. You take that two minute sleep quiz. You don't necessarily have to get into a mm-hmm. fight with anybody while you're doing it. Just take that two minute quiz. To, but some people, and, <laughs> some people are spoiling for a fight sometimes. Yeah. And that's part of the issue. Okay. Yeah. They'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. And now, Right now, they're offering our listeners $200 off all mattress orders. That's pretty good. Whoa, that's huge. To get that coupon, all you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash if I were you. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash if I were you for up to $200 off. Damn. Thank you, Helix. Thank you to Allform for sponsoring this episode of our show. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, if you've been listening to the show, you know we love our Helix mattresses. Correct. So, in an exciting turn of events, Helix has gone beyond the bedroom and started making sofas. What? They just launched a new company called Allform, and they're starting to make premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Major, you park your ass on an Allform, don't you? You got one of those. Yeah. They sent me a sofa, a couch, and it was incredibly big and roomy and sturdy. It was firm but fair. It was fancy and great, and it came in boxes, and I assembled it myself in less than an hour. Good on you, brother. It was all done with fast, free shipping, and there's nobody in your house putting it together. It's just you, and it just doesn't take that much effort or time. That's good. That's good for these current days where I, I don't want strangers in my house. Exactly. And they also have a forever warranty that's literally forever. So you can find your perfect oh. sofa today at allform.com slash if I were you. Allform.com slash if I were you. Yeah. And that'll give you 20% off your couch order. Actually, off all orders. Damn. Damn. So if you're in the market for a new couch or chair and you don't want anybody in your home, uh, check them out. You can get 20% off your order by going to allform.com slash if I were you. Oh, yeah, baby. Thanks, Allform. Hey, we're back. All right. <laughs> Who's having a good day? It's just that one hundred industry do you spend so long on something and it just oh. gets flat out rejected. Yeah. Christ. Like imagine being just like, I don't know, a hairdresser and for three years you've been working on a haircut mm-hmm. and then somebody just says, sorry, we don't want it. You, you never to get to do that haircut scratch. again. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. Just something to think about. Anywho. <clears throat> Shall we answer some questions? Yes. I think we've... We threw a pity party and the party is over. Yeah. 
I think so. Guys, get over it. We'll still do shit. This isn't the end of me and Jake. It's just the end of our, our web series with the same exact name. <laughs> it's so funny if we ended the podcast today, too. Yeah. Oh, this is... Oh, shit. We should have we mentioned that earlier, too. This is the last podcast as well. Yeah, the numbers just aren't really... Just kidding. We now have more time to dedicate to this podcast more than ever. Expect bigger things coming and, and headgum to grow. And we can, we can sink our teeth into that whole thing. Creating videos and more podcasts and more yeah, shows dude. and more episodes. Yes, dude. Uh, what about giving the names of these people? Oh, how about the uh, names and addresses of True TV executives? Oh, okay. Right. So for <laughs> I was going to say the names of people that helped us create oh, the show. That's a nice idea. Yeah. Um, so for example, Ed Helms, Ed Helms, executive producer could not have done this without him. Got this far because of him. The Godfather folks lended his invaluable insight and wisdom throughout the whole process. Ed Helms writes, Hey guys, love the show. And I'm writing in for a third time. I'm a 19 year old sophomore in college and I'm a virgin. I'm not the most social guy, but I have also never had an issue having conversations with girls. I just re-listened to episode 95 in which you answered a question about a girl who was a virgin and was wondering if she should tell a guy she's about to have sex with that she's a virgin. I have the same question, but for a guy. If I'm in a situation where I'm about to have sex, should I tell the girl that I'm a virgin? And if not, and I ejaculate too soon, how do I remedy the situation? Sorry for the long email, and I hope you guys can get to it. Wasn't a long email. But love, Ed Helms. So, first of all, I wonder what kind of advice we gave the girl. I think, if I remember correctly, actually, I don't remember. Would you say tell somebody or not? My guess. <laughs> well, it's funny because like, the way I feel right now, I mean, it's, I always just say whatever <clears throat> I'm thinking, like in the moment. Like, I don't know if I like, but I, I, I don't think you have to tell anybody. Right. Uh, so, I'd imagine that I said that to the girl. You just, well. especially, do you think it's any different for a guy or girl? No, I don't. I don't think there's... But I, with a girl, I think there was a little bit of a difference because there's the, the hymen breaking and the bleeding and all that issue. Well, that's actually not necessarily uh, true. Oh, it's not? Well, some, I, I mean, like, your hymen can break uh, pretty easily before you lose your virginity. But what if it doesn't, and then you have it, and then there's lots of blood, and then it's like, oh, the, 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 te- the, the tell, the proof is in the red pudding. Um... Is it okay that I call a hymen breaking or really any female menstruation red pudding? It's okay with me, but okay. I think it should. That's fine. That's all I need to. Definitely. All I okay. want to know is that if it's okay with you. I mean, as long as you're comfortable knowing it might not be okay with yes. lots of other people. Yesterday I, mean? I got into mother's red pudding. <laughs> oh, that's fine, it's been cr- <laughs> I really like that. It's curdled. Uh, I think that you... Is I just like... It's not that big of a deal to lose your virginity. I wish your hands weren't down your pants right now while you were talking about this. Yeah. You're, you're right. squeezing your dick while you answer this question. Right. You're just I'm talking actually, about it. not squeezing my dick. It's my balls. You're squeezing your balls as if like it's some sort of weird like fortune telling thing. You're like, actually, let me see what I should do. Yeah, I don't know what I I'm said last sque- time. <laughs> balls. Tell me. I'm going to squeeze my balls, open my mouth, and then the answer will come out. My balls. As recorded oh. audio. <laughs> uh... I think you don't have to tell anybody. Do not. Uh, I would. I would probably not. I would probably not. Um, if you're worried about like coming too early and like seeming really inexperienced and have and having somebody be like, "Wow, you don't know what you're doing," you could 
one say like well that was my first time and you know people usually uh i feel like if you had sex with somebody and said that was your first time afterwards they might make a little bit of a big deal about it so would you lie and be like uh no i've had sex once before yeah maybe i would just be like i haven't done this a lot you know yeah like uh, uh zero <laughs> right well i probably won't get into it that much but yeah, yeah. um maybe you say like oh when i was like oh, a couple of years ago like when i was in high school my high school girlfriend or whatever, <laughs> or whatever. but i'd probably lie about that yeah also if you come too early if that's your only concern then i think you can always at least once or twice uh smooth over coming too early by saying like you just turned me on so much i'm sorry yeah and like usually if you are so excited that you come early like and you're also 19 you could probably fuck a couple more times like your dick's gonna get hard again pretty quick right and that second and third time you'll be lasting much 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 longer yeah so just like you're good yeah it's coming too early is not like a virgin thing so you you don't yeah, have to be like, whoa, oh my God, I'm a virgin. Sorry, I've been outed. Right. I'm 30 and I still come yeah. to work. <laughs> yeah. And you're not, a, are you a virgin though? Uh, well, I... My high school girlfriend. Why don't you check out my hymen, dude? <laughs> whoa, that's awesome, dude. Red pudding, bro. I love it. Jesus Christ. Uh, so you would say, you don't have to tell anybody you're a virgin. I would agree with that. And then ejaculate too soon, remedy the situation. You turn me on. Oh my god! I can't believe how quickly that happened. Yeah. God, I couldn't fucking contain myself. I think people always like, even though it's like not necessarily satisfying to somebody else. Like, if you say I came too early because I'm so attracted to you, you, you no know, one could like really be mad. That's better than not being able to come at all. Yeah, because then somebody's like, "Whoa, what's wrong with me?" Yeah, you know? and it's like nothing's wrong with you. If anything, it's too good, too fast, too soon. So it's new but it's exciting and when it happens you're gonna fucking love it dude yeah baby can't wait for ed helms to lose his virginity yeah man uh all right do we have a lady's name marcy patterson (gasps) marcy our line producer first hire of the jake and amir tv show assembled an amazing team helped us create the show Hardest working person on the entire set, probably. Dealing with logistics that we couldn't even begin to understand. Right. I found out my boyfriend and his friends send each other dirty pictures of girls they find on social media, and they all talk about how hot they are and how they want to bang these girls. They also tell each other every time they see some girl that they want to have sex with. Like when he was recently in Vegas, he was telling them about all the girls out there that he was seeing and wanted. My question is, is this normal or acceptable? It makes me very uncomfortable that one, he's talking about other girls sexually, and two, he's talking about girls in a degrading way. I know guys all look at other girls, but where should we draw the line? I've tried talking to him about it, but all he says is, we're guys, we're going to act like guys. One more point is, he hasn't been completely faithful in the past. Can you help a girl out? Keep seizing that cheese, Marcy Patterson. Interesting. I feel like I was on this guy's side all the way up until the fact that he cheated on her. Yeah. Like, if you're, I am totally cool with, like, you being, like, you know, sure, being attracted to other people, uh, letting your boys know, like, oh, that girl's hot, you know, that kind of thing. But then, like, and it's weird that he's telling his girlfriend anything. Yeah, how does she find out? Like, that's, I think that's the weirder part to this whole thing. There's always guys are sort of scumballs. Like nobody would like the guys. Nobody would like me if they saw me hanging out with just 
two guy friends that I really, right. really like. We all like, we bring out the worst in each other. But like, that's not us 100% of the time. It's just when you're with a bunch of other guys, everybody like, we ramp you, it up. You sink and you sink and you sink and you sink. And I think the weird thing is that you, I would never tell a girlfriend of mine, like everything that my guy friends talked about. That's, that's, a, well, now we're giving the advice to the guy. We keep these things separate. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, this, we think it's straight. She said, is, is it weird? Uh, we think it's weird that he's telling you, mm-hmm. especially given the fact that he's cheated on you. Like it's hey, guys are going to be guys. We're going to talk about the girls that we want to fuck. Also, I did fuck. <laughs> that was, but that was a mistake. And the rest of the time is just me chatting about it. Yeah, I'll send pictures of girls that we wish we could fuck on social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One time I cheated on you. <laughs> Why are you making a big deal about this? Oh mercy! So I would say, where do you draw the line? Uh, I would say you can draw the line at actually acting on his sexual impulses. Yeah. And I mean, I think you should tell him to stop talking to you about some of this stuff. Like if he's telling you that he was telling his friends about girls that he wanted to have sex with that he saw in Vegas, like, hey, don't share some of this stuff with me. But it's... yeah. If you want to like fuck with him, though, you should start doing the same exact thing. Yeah, because this guy sounds like he's just a little bit of a tool bag. Uh, so I don't want this to be like dudes can talk about this stuff, but chicks can't. I think guys should talk about this stuff with other guys, and girls should talk about fucking other guys with other girls. Right. But if this guy, the part where this guy's being a tool bag is by telling his girlfriend that he's talking about this stuff. Or maybe she found out. I don't know. How else can you find out? But like, she should tell him that she's talking about guys that she wants to fuck with her girlfriends. And then I feel like he'll be like, okay, I I actually dislike that a bit. Yeah. And then, and then at the very least, he will stop sharing with you that he's talking about that stuff with the guys. This is just things that you don't bring into a relationship. It's kind of who you're attracted to. It's hard to tell a guy to change his ways when he's with other guys. That's like a difficult predicament to put somebody in. That's like, it's, this is just like an ignorance is bliss type thing. You're like, fine, do your thing with your guy friends. Don't cheat on me and don't tell me about the girls that you want to hook up with. I don't want to know that. Everything else is kosh. Yeah. So like, if you want to go and like tell your guy friends who what girls are hot, that's fine, but just don't tell me that you're doing it. And then also, you cheated on me, so I think she should probably break up with him for that. It is weird, because I don't want to be like, this guy, I don't know, I feel like I'm stuck between, like, I don't want to tell this girl to just fucking relax, but at the same time, like guys sending pictures of girls that they find on social media and saying how hot they are and how they want to bang them <coughs> like is it is this is that okay for a guy to do i don't think there's like anything wrong with it necessarily i don't know exactly the pictures that they're sending to each other and all that but yeah i think it's pretty normal behavior for boys and girls to like talk about members of the you know or opposite sex or same sex yeah you know, totally i can't yeah i can't stress how much we're gay friendly 420 friendly cat uh, friendly dog friendly but i think like all that is normal like you know telling your friends who you want to fuck the part that really grinds my gears yeah is that he's is that they're having these conversation with each other boyfriend and girlfriend should not necessarily talk about this. Right. Unless they're in some sort of open relationship where they're like down for it. All right. 
There you have it. So we don't have to tell her to relax, but we should probably, I feel like I wanted to tell the dude to like, yo, quit narking. You know, like this, he's, he's got loose lips. That's what I'm saying. And loose lips think ships. <laughs> that was just a tweet I had once. <clears throat> It's not just about the rejection of the pilot. It's just like there's a sure. there's an undertone of like when I tell people they're like, "Oh, you failed. It wasn't funny enough. It wasn't good enough." Really and like I'm sorry to hear that. Fam- Do you feel like people think that? Whether they don't think it consciously, it has to be part of it. Like, listen, we made this project, we made this item, we made this thing, and it wasn't deemed good enough. See, that's and they're not- like, "So you're not good enough no, in some I don't, way." I don't ever feel that. The thing that bothers me is when I tell people and then I can instantly feel them trying to get, like, cheer me up. Yeah. And I just want to be like, I don't need to be cheered up. Like, I got it. (laughs) Which makes you seem even sad. Right. Well, I would never say that. But yeah, that's like, so I say, no, it didn't happen. And they're like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Well, like this, this, and this. I'm like, look, I know. And I just, you know, I go along with it. But in my head, I'm like, I already... It's I've had this in my head for like months. I right. like I've all these things that you're reassuring me, I've reassured myself. And like they could never understand like all the tiny little things in my life that like I don't know, that make up the big mosaic of who I am. Yeah. And I just I just don't want to give anybody that like level of intimacy in any one moment. I just want to be like, the pilot didn't get picked up. I'm fine with it. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. But it doesn't happen. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Another question. Another question. Um, let me look for. Let me look for a good one. Actually, it's a nice idea. Um. All right. Another lady's name. Another lady who helped on our pilot. Uh, Ashley Rubin. Oh hell yeah! Ashley was our post production coordinator, and she specifically writes, or at least someone we're calling Ashley Rubin writes. So I met this guy on a Halloween bar crawl. He was a friend of a friend's boyfriend. And through the night, we made out in different places and, you know, had a good time. Hand jobs were made. We exchanged Snapchats and kisses goodbye. And for the entire week, we chatted every day. We meet up for a beer on Friday night the week after. We had a good time. He laughed. I laughed. We ended the night with a passionate French kiss. We snapped every day for the next week as well. Saturday that next week, we meet up for a coffee. He told me a bunch of deep shit about his friends who went through some drug problems and all. Through that coffee date, we held hands, kissed, had a good time, kissed goodbye, and snapped every day for the next week. I mean, outs. I mean, our snap is on fire. The Sunday the next week, we meet up, sit down at a bar. We had some fries. The night ended up at my place. Huh? We stayed up all night talking. We slept with arms and legs around each other. We snapped for the entire week after that. <laughs> meet up on <laughs> ten thousand words. <laughs> meet up on a Saturday. This time, my friends are there, and his friends are there. Fun night. Night ended up with me going home with him and his friends uh, to his friend's apartment. We had some more beers, made some more jokes, danced a little. He followed me to the subway, and we kissed goodbye. Snapped. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Friday, but not Saturday. And now for the last two days, I was the one who sends the first snap. I was the one making the jokes. It felt like he was getting distant. So I thought, if he wants to get down, he must send the first snap. And he never did. 
for every single from every single day to absolute silence. It's been five days now. I like this guy. He had brown, thick, curly hair, the smile of an angel, the body of a Greek god. So what happened? What should I do? I'm kind of pissed that he destroyed our Snapfire. That was low of him. Love, <laughs> Ashley Rubin. Yeah, dude. <laughs> she was describing the beginning of an excellent relationship. The dude disappeared like a Snapchat itself. Yeah, the ghost emoji ghosted. Interesting. Uh, yeah, he just doesn't like her anymore. Right. So that's annoying. So why all the other good stuff? Uh, I think that's just like modern dating. You know, like your fire and then your your eyes. You know, it, uh, breakups always sort of happen out of the blue for one other person. Right. Because it's hard to be mean to someone for the third, fourth, and fifth date. Like, I'm my best version of myself when I'm with somebody. That means it seems outwardly that it's going great. What am I going to like roll my eyes, not smile at jokes, not laugh, not pretend to do this, right. not be polite. I'm my best version date five, six, seven, eight. And then at a certain point, I feel like I don't want to lie anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be polite anymore. I want to be my true self, which is not necessarily the be dating this other person. Right. So I'll have to be like, sorry, this is going well, but I don't want to do this anymore. And then oftentimes it's like, wait, what are you talking about? We had such a great time. It seems so perfect. We snapped. Oh, I wasn't having any fun. Yeah, I was. What I was doing was lying more and more and more and more to the point where I can't quite be that person anymore. Yeah, so, but I would say that this isn't necessarily like this guy was growing uh, more and more distant from this girl. Like he also might, maybe there's, it sounds like he's a fucking hottie. So maybe some other girl just came in. He got super into that, you know? It's so hard with new relationships because you don't know at all what the other person's going through. He's going through something completely different than you. Right. And so frequently, those two things don't line up. The I odds did. of them lining up are so small. That's why not everybody in the world gets married to somebody that they date. Right. But the I odds did. of you marrying someone are like one in 100, one in 500 or whatever. The testing thing is always funny to me, too. Like She's like, she liked him. She was sending the first snaps. She was sending the first jokes. And then she's like, you know what? I won't send it. And that's always a really dangerous game to be like, I'm going to see if he contacts me first. Yeah. Because then he doesn't. And then what? And you've really built up the fact that he's going. And like, I bet every single day is just the longest day. You like look at your phone. You're like, what the fuck is going on? So I think you, if, if you fuck somebody, I don't think there should be any like qualm about sending a text or sending a snap or whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh and you would say even if i'm the one initiating it over and over and over that's fine i mean it depends on what you're getting back if you're getting it is a kind of a good litmus test because it did show her like she's like i'm not gonna snap first and see what happens oh he's not interested yeah now i know it's a little it's a little uh dickling it's a little herwitz of him yeah i'll tell him that right now he because that's maybe what he was hoping if she stops, I'll stop. And then it's like, oh, we both ghosted each other. When in fact, he was the one that was doing the ghosting. Yeah. You're never... I really hope, wherever he is, I hope he's not like, oh, I'm off the hook. She didn't text me Of course, that's what first. he thinks. Yeah. But obviously, that's... Like, you know when somebody likes you. And you know when they're waiting. You just yeah. have to... You just... I mean, you don't have to... No one's like making you snap this girl. But at the very least, you should be like, all right. 
I probably hurt her. That was an ideal of me to do. Yeah. It, it seems like this is trending towards the girl reaching out one last time. Like, hey, I really like hanging out with you. Let me know if you want to do the same with me. And then he'll either complete the ghost and not respond to that, yeah, which is bad. That's real bad. Or he'll be like, yeah, sorry. I guess I'm just not feeling it anymore. This is, well, you're, you're taking this guy's side because he is you. Yeah. I am a Snapchatter. You, you are the guy that you stop texting. You're like, oh, you didn't text me. So I didn't text you. Right. I'm, I'm in the right. But then I feel bad because it's like what what's i'm just talking about myself not through this guy like am i to have to quote unquote break up with somebody like after like four dates do i have to like email her and be like listen this isn't going out well for me i don't really like you like that yeah no, and, and like, then she's like wait what are you talking about like you could have right. just stopped snapchatting me and i would have been fine it's really a case-by-case basis because some people would rather be ghosted and then some people would rather you be honest which is what like came up on our podcast last week like some people prefer like the just the polite you don't have to sit me down and talk to me i already feel like the rejection let me just at least like yeah convince myself let me get ghosted and i don't have to like have this uncomfortable exchange with you yeah somebody else is like hey you need to just tell me what's what so i can stop thinking about it right and yeah, I don't know. There's not really a right answer because it's really all like, what's was the other person prefer, and what do you prefer? And I've done both. I've quote like broken up or had to send an email to someone like after like two dates, and then some people are like, wait, why did you like break yeah. up with her? Like you, that, I mean, you could have just two said examples nothing. that I'm thinking of. You did the wrong thing each time, <laughs> right? Like the first time, I shouldn't have said anything, and then the but I felt like she was expecting something. me to reach yeah. out, and if I didn't, then I didn't want to be an asshole. I'm always thinking which one will get the lady to think that I'm not an asshole. Yeah, and I don't. I think the very like just the fact that you're thinking those thoughts makes you not an asshole. Yeah, but then at a certain point, it's like it, it's a little bit selfish to be like I just. Which one will make you like me? Like I don't I don't give a shit if you want me to right. say nothing or if you want me to say something. I'll do it. Just tell me which one you want me to do. Yeah, but that's like sort of a win-win cuz you want them to like you, but like them liking you is them being the least hurt. So it's sort of like uh it's it's ultimately nice even though that's not necessarily your primary intention. Right. Another example of like doing something that's kind of rude, but I feel like it's actually beneficial and helpful is uh uh, a lot of times I hear the advice of like, it's better to ask a girl out in person than to like do it over text or over email. Cause that's like really passive and that's kind of wienery and kind of lame and kind of modern, like be a man and say it to her face. Right. But I think I pref- I think asking a girl out over text or email is nicer because you're not like confronting her and putting in her, putting her in a weird place where she has to like reject you or accept you instantly to your face. Right. If I'm staring at someone be like, do you want to go out sometime? Like, what kind of weird position does that yeah, put they, her in? They, they usually just say yes, and then they bail later. Right. I think it's it, it almost just doesn't even matter at that point. If they like you, they'll like being asked out in any of those fashions. And if right. they don't like you, I guess they'd probably most like <laughs> to not be asked out face-to-face. Yeah. But I think if you get the sense that somebody likes you and you ask them out face-to-face, they're pretty pumped on it. But there's a, there's this old-fashioned thing where it's just like you should ask someone out to their face. I also heard recently that it's nice to pick somebody up in their in your car rather than like let's meet at this bar in an Uber. Yeah, I'm all for that like second level confidence. Like, I don't think I would ever go up to somebody and be like, "Hey, I'd like to get like I'd like to take you out sometime." But like you know, you make friends. You're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like you set up a date, and then once the date is set up, then you be that like ultimate gentleman. Then you're like, "I will, I'll pick you up. I'll do yeah, whatever, all that stuff." Yeah, pickup is I don't know. I'm 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 not a hundred percent into the pickup either 
Well, we live in Los Angeles where it's like it makes more sense to meet in an Uber so you can both get drunk. Right. But I mean, it always makes more sense to meet in an Uber so you can both get drunk. But like some people would say like, no, we live in L.A. It would Depends be nice to get picked is. up. It's a car culture. The, the, the date is a drive-in. A drive-in movie theater. Right. So you have to take you, your date, and the Uber driver yeah. to the drive-in. <laughs> yeah. So let me call an Uber. We'll pick you up. And uh, Luis or Mario will just sit in the front while we watch. Racist. Racist. What? what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Has to be Luis or Mario. Oh, Luigi or Mario. Sorry. I just think most Italian plumbers end up driving for Uber. Yeah. There's not a lot of plumbing to go around. Uh, so I don't know. That's, I guess, what was this guy's specific question? She's, I guess oh, yeah, she's just mad for he like put out the snap fire. What should she do? I mean, you, you there's it, nothing's happening. So I, 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 if I were her, I would continue uh, the non. Don't reach out to him. Accept that it's over. He was sort of a, a little bit of a dickling, but that's okay. Uh, try to meet somebody else. There's always other humans. That's the best thing about pe- being on Earth. There's more humans than just that one guy. Yeah, there's more pilots. We we'll should be able to write again. And yeah, it's going to be fine. TV still exists. The internet still exists. We we can create stuff. That doesn't have to be Jake and Amir. It can be something else. It can be something entirely new, something exciting, something that builds upon what we've known oh, and crying. learned. <laughs> it just oh. doesn't fucking make sense, there dude. There we go. Let it out. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, I have to promote uh, that I went into my mom's podcast. No, we don't have time for that. Hey, guys. Let's, uh, if, if, let's wrap this up. The pilot the is not picked up, song. but you can still hear me reading this, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty on, uh, um, on my mom's podcast, which is called The Easy Chair. Oh, that's It's on nice. the HeadGum Network. Head Your mommy's podcast. My uh, mommy's podcast. Jake. Uh, I'm her favorite guest. She actually admitted on this podcast that I was her favorite child. Wow. Or at least the favorite son. <laughs> still pretty good still pretty still she she still shouldn't have done that yeah uh we're also on the black man can't jump podcast uh, a week or two ago talking about white men can't jump yes so if you like their episode on our show last week we go on their show uh and you can listen to that right now um thank you for listening thank you for supporting thank you for listening thank you for everything we appreciate it. We we will continue making stuff, and we hope you continue watching and enjoying. This isn't the end. This isn't the end. This is not the end of us. This is not the beginning either. No. This is the middle. Oh, yeah. Definitely not the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Trust us. We are peaking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Join it's us. It's going to be a nice long descent, baby, and you guys are going to be with us every step of the way. Hey, what's, <laughs> the, what's the best part of a roller coaster? Am I right, folks? The precipitous drop, 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 drop. The opening theme song was written by Stop the Rock. You can listen to him on Steam or, or add him on Steam. I Filthy Casual. And this closing theme song is from Misha and Alex Scott. Uh, we'll be back next week and the week after and over and over and over. And forever. Because yeah, True TV ever. doesn't have any say <laughs> on the fucking podcast. Yeah, the shit. They just canceled our podcast. How? <laughs> How is this legal? See you all next week. Bye. Thanks.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>